0: what's up everybody welcome to another episode of the kings and priests podcast and uh it's good to have you with us um i'm here with a new friend uh who i just met about four minutes ago um (laughs) but we've been going back and forth on twitter justin wise what's up man thanks for being on the podcast and taking jumping in this experiment uh, I appreciate it.
1: I am so thankful for the invite. This is uh, this is a true area of passion and joy. I'm I'm pleased to be here. Truly, yeah, okay.
0: awesome. Was well, good to good to have you. So I found you on Twitter. Came across you on Twitter somehow, um, and you were writing a lot. And this has only been about maybe three weeks, a month ago. Uh, writing a lot about faith based entrepreneurship. You were putting together um, what you were calling, I believe, your faith based uh, business plan. Or spirit-led business plan. Is that right? Yeah, you got it. I don't want to get to that. Man, let's like, I guess, just do the classic podcast thing and start from the beginning. Tell me your story, what you started out doing in your career, and kind of what led you to do what you're doing now.
1: So we need to go back to 2003. All right. I was a junior
0: in high school. Junior in high
1: school. Okay, So you were a junior. I was just about to graduate from college. I had an electronic media degree, which was as worthless as it sounds <laughs> uh, and i was i had packed my bags and we were headed out a bunch of my friends and i were headed out to los angeles where we were going to intern start our careers and take over the entertainment industry mm-hmm. and so we did that i interned uh at a production company and and realized that uh as you could probably attest to the Los Angeles is very different than the Midwest, which is where I grew up. Yeah, my first and job in LA
0: was working at a, a indie film development company doing script strip coverage for a development executive. So I know the I know the experience really well.
1: <laughs> well, see, yours sounded much more glamorous than mine. Mine was uh, hey, we need an extra for this hot tub commercial. So you're going <laughs> to spend the next 16 hours in a hot tub, which you would think sounds fun, but actually it's, it's almost like torture.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: all right, uh, Yeah. So, so I got to sit, my claim to fame was I got to sit in a hot tub with like not just not, not B level celebrities, C, not, not C level celebrities. We're talking like D level celebrities. Nice. Yep. Um, and so, so after that experience, I was like, you know what? I'm not so sure that this is the right fit for me. So went back to Iowa, which is where I'm from and started volunteering at my church because I didn't know what else to do. I was waiting tables to make ends meet, you know, and, uh, volunteered at my church and started to notice like, Hey, I, like, I like being here, not just, not just attending here, but I like being here. And so I started volunteering more and it got more and more of my time. And then a few of the folks on staff, they're like, Hey, you should like go to seminary because you've preached a few messages and they're actually pretty good, but you could use some smoothing out of your theology. I had the so I started going to seminary. They encouraged me strongly to go to seminary, which I did. Graduated in 2010 with a Master of Divinity from Bethel Seminary. And then six months later, quit. My, uh, I left my position uh, on staff. Now, this is it was then, and it is now the largest Lutheran church in the country. Mm. So I grew up Lutheran. And uh, which a Lutheran megachurch, those two words don't really go together. In I was going to say, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, but it's it's a huge church. I mean, we just had 40,000 people at our campuses over Easter weekend. So wow. it's a massive church. We still go there and attend there. I left six months after I quit, I graduated seminary for one reason. We had a kid. And my wife had always dreamed of staying home with our children. And at the time, those of you listening know this probably more than most, you don't get into ministry for the paycheck. Uh, and so we just didn't have a lot of money and it was, it was impossible to make it work on my salary alone. And, um, so I left. And one of the things, the last things that I did at the church was start essentially our digital marketing. Now we didn't call it that, but that's what it was. So you got to remember, this is like 2010, right? So the early days of like social media, at least in terms of the church and how the church was utilizing it. And so We launched kind of the social media initiative at the church, and I started getting calls from other churches, like, hey, can you come show us how to do that at our church? And then it moved to businesses, like businesses were curious, how do we use these tools to reach more customers? Or churches, it was, how do we use these tools to reach more, you know, members or potential members? And so I started consulting, and I realized, wow, I can make money, really good money doing this and and, uh, so I left, started a consultancy and within, you know, a couple years, my wife was able to quit her job and she has since been home with, with our kiddos and we have three, not just one, but three. Mm. So I like to say I retired my wife yeah. from the workforce <laughs> and it's kind of been a trip ever since then. And so I've been fortunate enough to create and s- multiple businesses, I've sold a few of them and um, so that kind of brings me to today where I'm in this, you, your invitation just came at such a weird time, a great time. Cause I'm in this space, right? Where I really miss engaging my faith in my work on a daily basis. That's what I got to do at the church, right? You pray for people, you marry people, you bury people, you do baptisms, you, uh, lead services, all that kind of stuff. So that was cool. What I didn't so much like about the church was like, all the other stuff.
0: <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> and, it, and it turned out like being a pastor was mostly the other stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. So true.
1: So, you know, I don't think that's what people realize from the outside looking in. They think, oh, I'm going to go to ministry and I'm going to do this cool stuff all day long. Well, right. at least in my experience it didn't work that way. I'm in this spot now where I've done the pastor thing. I have the credentials there. I've done the business thing. I, I have kind of the School of hard knocks credentials there. And so I'm in this spot where I'm feeling God's calling to merge the two somehow, some way. I don't know what it looks like right now outside of the spirit led business plan, but mm-hmm. yeah, that kind of brings us to today, right cool. now, this moment.
0: Yeah, let's <laughs> let's get to that. I want to actually go back quickly, though, if you don't mind sharing, what were some of the businesses that you built uh, and or or sold, If if you're cool to talk about it?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the one was a digital marketing agency. That was the most recent one. And, you know, we, we did a whole bunch of stuff, but eventually ended up specializing on paid ads, social ads, Facebook, Instagram, Google, that kind of thing. So, that was the most recent one. The one prior to that was actually a, I don't know, a, an education company, for lack of a better term. So, yeah. I realized that, hey, I can take what I'm learning in consulting with these churches and build this into an online course. Now, as we sit here today, online courses are part and parcel of doing Mm -hmm. business, right? Mm -hmm. But back in, you know, 20, gosh, it would have been 2014, somewhere around there. We created a training course Mm. and business around, hey, churches, here's how you use social media to get your message out there. Okay, And so that was acquired as well. Cool. Yeah. And so <clears throat>
0: you're sort of I guess what over the last little while kind of going man I feel this calling this need this desire yeah. to help uh people of faith. Yes. Um start and build businesses. I guess talk to me about why you think that's important in the first place. Like what what do you think beneath that is uh the driving driving force or factor
1: i think it comes down to one word and that in that word is influence and i see the church not forsaking influence but not stepping into the fullness of influence that i think is is our birthright and when you look at at least here in the united states how influence is acquired we, we we can't be naive and think oh well if we're nice to people then we'll be influential or even if we do, quote unquote, good deeds, then mm-hmm. therefore we can build our influence. Influence ultimately comes down to dollars and cents. Mm-hmm. It comes down to being able to envision a reality and funding in one way, shape or form, funding that vision to completion.
0: Mm-hmm. It's so, funny you say that. It's funny you say that part of when we were putting together our plan for what we're building now at Vast. we <clears throat> I found this quote from this guy, Chamath Palihapitiya, who's, uh, I think he was like the inventor of the Facebook like button. Now he's an investor and a podcast host and multi-billionaire. And there was this quote where he, and it's maybe from about three or four years ago. And he said, you know, we're in a war of ideas and, uh, the arbiter of which will be the capital that one can bring to taking those ideas and delivering them into the world. And, um, I think exactly what you just said is right on, right? It's like we have to be able to take the things that we believe and practically play them out in the world and build things that spread that idea, that worldview, or whatever. Um, And I think that's such an important mission, you know? So I just love hearing, I love hearing that that's your kind of heart, you know, behind what you're doing.
1: I mean, Jesus spoke, the only thing Jesus spoke more about outside of money in the new testament was the kingdom of god mm-hmm. you look it up you check my math on this if you're listening go google it mm-hmm. jesus talked about money more than anything else outside of the kingdom of god mm-hmm. so it stands to reason that in god's world money is has weight it has value our teaching around money which allows us to accumulate wealth which i believe allows us to accumulate influence mm-hmm has been so bastardized.
0: Yeah, Yeah.
1: It's been so distorted and screwed Mm -hmm. up. And so you hear things like, oh, well, money is the root of all evil. And we say this without realizing, actually, that's not what scripture says at all. And when you go through, like I wish, it's my wish that every Christian could go through seminary because when you go through seminary, you have your entire faith deconstructed. Yes. Like obliterated, <laughs> uh-huh.
0: yeah. You're forced. To, you're forced to reckon with and think for yourself, and yes. learn, and yeah, so true.
1: And and you you so so when that happens, you have to rebuild it in such a way where that there, there's not many non-negotiables for me at this point. It's like Jesus lived, Jesus died, Jesus rose again. <laughs> That's mm. about it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and I think with the church anyway, when we look at kind of the loss of influence, I mean, just do go to Barna uh or go to Pew Research if you want a secular source and just study the trends on mm-hmm. those who who claim any sort of faith, let alone right. the Christian. And that is a stark reminder to us that, hey, this isn't just because like people hate God. It's not because people hate Jesus. It's because I believe the church has largely lost all of its influence and for lots of different reasons we don't have time to get into but what i see happening is god raising up a a generation of of entrepreneurs who can work in tandem in parallel with the church to bring his kingdom because what's the church's charge it's not to make our churches more full it's not to increase total weekly attendance our charge is to bring god's kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven and so i believe that entrepreneurship is one of those new frontiers in which we get to to pioneer
0: i love that so talk to me about this um spirit-led business plan i love that it's it's so cool you know like one of the things that we talk about a lot on the show is and it's funny because you know dean and i chat every week and we just talk about stuff happening in the business world or maybe we break down an article or a blog post or what some famous entrepreneur thought leader said and and we talk about the practicalities of that right um What do we think about it? But then we have to look at it from a Christian perspective. And I think, you know, I was talking to someone the other day, actually, who is a listener of the show. And he was like, man, I'm glad that you guys started doing this. Because when I listen to all of these non-faith-based entrepreneurship shows and read this stuff, he was like, I can, he's like, I just become very like, I feel that in my spirit. It's hard for me to like, listen to that and not really start to adopt that worldview and he was like so yes. the fact that you guys can say hey let's let's look at some of these practical things learn from them glean from them but at the same time let's remember right like we're christians and and we have to do this in a different way and so when i came across this new um product i guess it's probably the best thing to call it that you have I thought, man, this is amazing because it does. And and even to hear you say, I'm doing what I'm doing because I feel like there's this thing that God's calling me to do it. I think that's such a beautiful way of looking at it. So talk about that. Like what made you go, I need to create this and put it into the world. Why do you think it's important that a resource like this um, exists? uh, Especially, I mean, like the entrepreneurship world online um, is filled with this is how to 10 X this. And this is a course on how to build a company selling courses. And this is, and you know, like the whole thing. And I'm, I'm like not a dude to hate on someone's like hustle in any way. Right. Like, why do you think it's important that Christians have a voice even in this space? Because that's ultimately, it seems like to me, why you created this resource in the first place. So talk about that. Talk about what the resource is um, and, and how we can find it. And, and maybe even some of the frameworks inside of it.
1: I want to address, a very important point that you brought up, which is you have, and this is why I believe ultimately influence and intentionally acquiring influence is so important because you do have, now, now, I don't know, there's no way to, to, to gauge or, you know, someone's faith or where they're at or their faith journey or, or what they believe, how they believe, we, we don't get to see that, that's, that's beyond the veil, right? But we can, make, we can make assumptions or we can come to conclusions. And so what you see a lot is entrepreneurs who are really bright, really smart, really gifted, and they're drawing on their experiences, allowing them to come to knowledge. And so Chamath, I don't know what Chamath's faith background is, but let's just use him as an example. I don't mean to pick on him, super successful guy, seems to have a heart for humanity which i'm all for i think that's biblical but what i think ultimately he's searching for is an a narrative to tie all that knowledge together and you know it is my belief that that narrative is jesus (laughs) right because Mm -hmm. in him all things live and move and have their being Mm -hmm. so yeah our lives yes the world, the physical world, the spiritual world, yeah, all that kind of stuff. But I also believe that we can look at that, we, we, we can look at our businesses through the lens of that scripture and come to the reasonable conclusion that our businesses live and move and have their, their, their basis of reality in Him. Mm-hmm. Now, it's important to note what I'm not talking about. If you own a business, if you started a business, and let's just say you're a roofing company. All right. This is one of my clients. So it's an easy example. You're a roofing company. One of the tension points that a Christian business owner or entrepreneur feels is if I, if I introduce my faith into my business, that means I'm going to have to put like a Jesus fish on the window. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or like, like. Put a Bible I'm verse at the start- bottom of
0: your, of your receipt. Right. So everybody yes. knows. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Or I'm going to have to put scripture verses and like, you know, hand out tracts to people as they come mm-hmm. through the door.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, so, so one of the tension points is like, how do I integrate my faith? And to the outside world, maybe nothing looks different, at least on the surface. Mm-hmm. But yet I'm bringing my faith actively into my business every single day. That is. It was birthed out of necessity, my own necessity. That's where the spirit led business plan came from. It's saying, how do I bring God's kingdom or rather, how do I invite God's kingdom into my business with without anyone really knowing it besides me and him? Mm. I'm not sitting there proselytizing. I'm not, you know, I mean, if you want to do that, great. I'm all for it. But 99% of Christian entrepreneurs and business owners, not only, it's not so much a matter of want, it's it's actually not appropriate. Right. Right. (laughs) So that's where it came from. And it's been a process that I've developed now, probably over the last, say I went on my own in 2014. So it's almost a 10 year process and finally came to the point where it was like, no, now's the time. A lot of there's a lot of reasons why, but now's the time to do this. And so I took all these different little fragments that I had here, there, and everywhere. All these different notes, you know, in my Evernote file, my Notion file, and Google Doc, and I compiled it into one document. And it's a twelve section do- a document that any Christian entrepreneur, or business owner can consult. It's got um like one section is got a CEO, right? So it frames our thinking and saying, okay, I had a great mentor tell me once I was super worried about making payroll. At one point in my agency, we had you know 10 people on our team, full-time, part-time. And I was like, I don't know, I'm going to make payroll. And he said, well, Justin, good news is you're not their provider.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. God's their <laughs>
1: provider. Right. Right. And I was like, that was such a mindset shift for me. And so the very first section in the Spirit-Led Business Plan is how do we go about practically... You know I love that you, you, you this podcast is about making things practical, right Because I found that that's one of the things that at least in the resources that I consulted, it was like this either this is either from business people who don't have a who aren't coming at this from a faith perspective, which is a limitation or this is this is coming from a faith person who doesn't have the business experience, which again is a limitation.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So how do I practically Make God the CEO of my business. What does that mean? What are the implications? What are the actual words and phrases that I can tailor to? So in my prayer time, I can say, God, you are my CEO. I'm showing up to work, say what's on the docket and actually mean it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we have a section in there too, where it's called crafted prayers. And one of the things that's I've just kind of amassed these collection of prayers over the years about wealth and provision and abundance and uh you know exponential increase and favor because i think that's what god wants to do mm-hmm. it is my belief after studying the scriptures backwards forwards upside down left right and center it's my belief that god wants to bless and i need to phrase this very carefully <laughs> what wants to bring... I'll, I'll phrase it this way. It's not so much what... God is asking us the question of how far do you want to go in mm-hmm. this business? Mm-hmm. It's not us saying, God, will you do X, Y, and Z for me? It's God actually asking us the question back saying, well, how far do you want to go? Mm-hmm. That's the invitation. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that I lacked was like a prayer language around that. So I collected all these prayers. I wrote some of them myself, but it gives the average, everyday, normal business owner who comes at their worldview from a Christian perspective the, the phrases, the languages, the, the, the prayer language to invite God's goodness into their business, invite God's abundance and wisdom and perspective and kindness and goodness and kingdom into their business. We, we just released version one on Easter If you want to check it out, you can read more about it, JustinWise.net forward slash spirit. And we'll we'll link to that.
0: We'll link to that in the notes. So if you're listening or watching, just click that in the in the show notes. It'll take you right to it.
1: But yeah, it was a labor of love. And um, you know, I'm so thankful for my seminary background and able to not just you know, not just present this in a way that I believe is biblically literate Mm -hmm. and and faithful, Mm -hmm. but it also Helped prevent, and one of the reasons I created this resource is because, like, I feel like God is saying, Hey, no, 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 yeah, don't be a hosebag prosperity preacher. Uh, right. You know, that's, that's one ditch that most normal people are so far from falling into mm-hmm. that we've thrown the entire baby out with the bathwater. Mm-hmm. Like, no, God does want to bless your business.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> he.
1: He does want to bring increase into your
0: business. Right. There are pr- actual biblical principles that speak to this that are uh, biblical and godly. And yes. just because it has been misused and mismanaged. And I can, I got saved in Pentecostal, Word of Faith, circus, megachurch, you know? And, and that's what I came up in, right? So I've seen the opposite side of that, have spent some time going... I don't want anything to do with that. Excuse me. And then probably in the last few years, I'm now going, wait a second. I can't, like you just said, throw the baby out with the bathwater because there are actual biblical principles that when put into practice, uh, uh, you know, there are things that are more than likely to occur. And then aside from that, there are promises from God about what he wants for us and our lives. And so I think you're totally right on there.
1: Totally. And that's what the spirit led business plan is. It is my Best ten-year effort to overwhelm the skeptical business owner that God wants to bring massive amounts of joy, light, favor, increase, abundance into their business. So it's got you know crafted verses or craft, crafted scripture, crafted prayers. God is CEO. Uh, there's a section in there called greed prevention. Because when you start making money, at least for me anyway, when I went from making 30K a year as a pastor to doing that a month in Mm -hmm. revenue in my first business, I had no grit for how to handle that amount of increase. Right. None. It completely rocked my world. And there was good things that came with that, right? But there was also pain that I want to help people avoid. And there's a real simple step-by-step way to do that in greed prevention. And it's really just consulting with the spirit and saying, okay, here's what I'd like my monthly finances to be at and anything above and beyond this, here's what I'm going to do with it. So so when that increase comes, you already have a plan in place and greed is still going to be sitting at your door, right? It doesn't give up that easily. (laughs)
0: That's right. right. Yeah,
1: but you can have a plan. Yeah, listen,
0: if you're listening and you want to check that out, um, those links are in the show notes and you can follow Justin on Twitter who I've found to just be super, super helpful uh, and a compelling follow. Okay, so we got a few minutes left and I want to ask you, this is like maybe hot take time a little bit. (laughs) Um, So your website, uh, you talk about, in fact, I just want to read it because I think it's really great. You say, I want a mission to liberate business owners from the tyranny of cashless content creation. And so you help CEOs and founders. Um, we have talked a few times on this show about kind of how new of a phenomena that is, that the business founder or owner needs to or should also be a creator. And we've had these conversations about building and where you're focusing. And you know, Dean and I have both gone back and forth on like, what, what and how, if at all, should a founder or CEO create content? What are the, the good things that come from that? And I've, I've actually heard like actually really compelling arguments on both sides. I obviously believe content creation is really important. I do it. Talk to me about your thoughts around, around that. Like why should in your mind a founder, a CEO also be a content creator? Um, why is that so important?
1: The most effective funnel, you know, marketing funnel I've ever come across is actually the, the most simple. And it sounds something like this. I follow you online. I love your content. I'm on your email list. How do we work together? I follow you online. I love your content. I'm on your email list. How do we work together? Take that, that simple step-by-step process. And that is my best answer to why every single founder, owner, entrepreneur needs to be at least thinking about creating content, because it opens you up to opportunities you never would have gotten otherwise. And, you know, I've done this, I've consulted with global nonprofits all the way down to mom and pop shops, and it always ends up being the same. I follow you online. I love your content. I'm on your email list. How do we work together? Some variation of that. Right. And when you can intentionally steer and guide that process to your preferred, you know, end game, you have a massive competitive advantage over those who aren't doing that. And you don't even have to do it well. <laughs>
0: right. Chat yeah. can do some of it for you.
1: Yeah, yeah. You can hire it out. That's okay. You can, you can do all that kind of stuff. You could just do take your best effort and do yep. it kind of crappy for a while. But it is one hundred percent a competitive advantage. And when you when you have that process lined up for yourself, we have a whole coaching program built on that simple four step process, right? So, when you have that process lined up for yourself you get access to opportunities and relationships and sales and leads that other people don't get. Mm -hmm. And so there's varying degrees of success in which, which the ways you can lay lay that out and all that kind of stuff. But you know, it's kind of like I went to this business the other day and uh, I won't name names, but they're like, yeah, we don't take cards. We don't take credit cards here. I was like, yeah, we have an ATM in the lobby. I was like, What? What? What So I was like, I made the the decision in my mind. I am never coming back here again. And so credit cards, right? It's a modern tool that we use to do business. Content is is fast becoming, and I would say probably already is, uh, an equivalent. Mm-hmm. It's a What's way the that What's a quote I heard
0: or read the other day? Attention is the new oil, right? Attention 100%. Attention is the new oil is a, a, something that I often- see repeated and think about, you know, man, this has been really helpful. It was really great to talk to you and, um, we'll have to do this again. And I I actually, I I really want, if you're listening, uh, check out Justin's resource, um, click to the link in the show notes. I I absolutely love anyone putting out resources for faith-based entrepreneurs, uh, with these deeper things, uh, in mind, because I think it's so important and, uh, man, we will definitely, definitely have to have you on again. Uh, if we didn't scare you away uh, this first time. So
1: I love it. Let's go, I could do this all day.
0: Heck yeah, heck yeah. I know I I wanted, I almost want to do a whole episode on saw you online, I'm on your email list. How do we work together? And the email list be, I feel like that is something that I am hearing more and more from every single person I talk to is email list, email list, email list being such an important thing. So maybe we'll have to do a part two of this episode Uh, about about that so justin i appreciate it man thanks for being with us
1: and uh where can people find you online easiest way go to my website justinwise.net everything's there awesome appreciate it man thanks michael